New Horizon has been serving the church in Northern Ireland since 1989, and we're delighted to bring you this talk today. We trust you will be blessed through this ministry. Well, good morning and welcome to this, our second morning of New Horizon 2021. My name is Phil Alcorn. I'm part of the seminar planning team here at New Horizon, and I'm delighted this morning to welcome Chris Couples here with us. Chris is one of the directors of Christians Against Poverty and is going to be sharing with us on the important topic of UK poverty, why should I care? So just before we hand over to Chris, I'm going to pray for him and then we'll hand over to him to share what God has, has given to him. Let's pray. Father God, we pray that wherever we are this morning, whether watching live or, or watching uh, recorded catch up, Father, that you would make our hearts attentive to what you have to say to us this morning through Chris, that you would help us, Lord, to examine ourselves, to, to listen to what your Spirit is saying to us, and Lord, to put whatever challenge we receive into action, Lord, that we might better serve, serve you, serve your church, and serve your mission in this country and in this world. We pray for Chris as he comes to share now that you would give him confidence and boldness to share what you've given him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning and uh, thank you, Phil. Uh, I have the privilege of uh, working, as Phil said, for Christians Against Poverty. Um, and I've been there now 11 years, having started as a debt center manager here in Belfast back in 2011, part of my local church, um, working in the community at this, that time. And as Phil said, I'm a director now and work with our core team in charge of our network of services across the UK and the team that work with churches as well. And in this seminar this morning, we're gonna explore some of the issues of UK poverty. We're gonna ask ourselves some questions. Why should we care? What can we do about it? What should the church response to poverty and poverty caused by COVID and the impact of it in particular be? We'll be looking at the stark impact of the reality of that COVID impact and what it may mean for our nation in the years to come. We recently had a young married couple call CAPS helpline in desperation. We get uh, dozens, some days, hundreds of these calls having just had their second daughter in the last lockdown, they'd received the news that they were dreading. Their, their jobs were at risk of redundancy. They had no idea how they were going to make ends meet. It wasn't just one of them, it was both of them. The debts were starting to rise. They were scared. They were worried about the bills. How were they going to provide for these two kids, one just a newly born baby. Can you imagine what that might feel like? Maybe you don't have to. Maybe that's your story now or that's been your story in the past. You know that awful feeling in the pit of your stomach when you don't know what to do. At CAP Christians Against Poverty, we work with some of the most vulnerable families across the UK, people who are already finding life hard because of low income, because of debt, because of poverty, and for whom, as we look forward to the fallout from COVID, the worst is probably still not yet to come. 
Perhaps you have friends or family, people in your church community around you that are in that situation. Their jobs are looking uncertain. They're under threat. Their future isn't clear. They feel hopeless and they can't see what's next. And for them, and for that couple that phoned us just a while ago, it's as if somebody has stopped the clock at 10 to midnight in the dark, in the dead of night. And there's no telling for them when morning will come. And what I want to say this morning is that there is hope in that darkness. There is hope in that darkness, whatever people are facing around us or we ourselves are facing. And as we look at what God has done in the past and what he is doing right now, we can have hope. Whatever you or someone you know or those in the community in which your church is placed are facing, we can have hope. So first I want to take a look at where this hope is rooted Uh, How can we be so sure about that hope? Well, you see Jesus during his time on earth was all about hope. For those who were on the margins of society, we see that again and again through the Gospels. And as he began his ministry, this is how he described his mission. He took out the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and we read in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, these well-known verses that maybe you pass over uh, or maybe you dwell upon. We read these, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And you can hear the hope in those words, can't you? Hope in that first good news, returning sight to the blind, setting the oppressed free, the year of the Lord's favour. Hope, freedom. See, Jesus communicated his manifesto, if you want to call it that, for his time on earth through these verses. And as we know through the life and and legacy of Jesus, as we read in the Gospels, uh, this is exactly what he does. And it is, and it was, and it still is what he calls his followers, you and me, to do. To bring hope into the darkest of places, to proclaim good news to the poor, freedom for prisoners, And you know, that's why so many churches across the UK, across our country, are doing something about the poverty that is gripping our society, the poverty that they see in the communities in which they have been placed. It's why churches run food banks, clothing banks, set community lunches, do after-schools clubs, youth intervention work, employability services, working with ex-offenders, the list goes on. The church in the UK is alive and it is doing something about poverty in our nation. And that's the good news story here this morning. We're not starting from a position of doing nothing. The church has been doing this for many, many years. I have the privilege of seeing that, of hearing that, of knowing some of that through my work at Christians Against Poverty. The church is called to bring hope into the darkest of places. 
But what does it look like to be hope in the midst of a pandemic? What did that look like for the church this last year? What will it look like as we come out the other side? As things change in the months ahead, for many people, the reality is there is a death burden that has built up. For many, many people, that's the only way they've been able to get through this pandemic. Furlough is coming to an end in October. Government schemes to protect debtors and, and, and to stop creditors chasing people for money are coming to an end. Repossessions are starting again. This is some of what we are seeing. What will it look like for you, for your church to be that hope in these coming months and years? Well, fortunately, we're not the first people to ask this question. You see, 200 years ago after Jesus, or 200 years after Jesus had read those words in the temple, the early church were tested. See, the early church faced its own pandemic. The plague of Cyprian, a little bit of a history lesson for you, that ran from AD 249 to 262. It ravaged the Roman Empire at that time. And just like today, people were afraid. Just like today, people didn't have enough basic provision and there wouldn't have been uh, benefits and other support at that stage or a furlough scheme. Just like today, people were sick and they died. It was a dark time. And throughout uh, the, the Roman Empire, the fledging Christian communities had a choice to make. What did it mean to be hope in that moment? What could they do? What they did was so radical at that time, so powerful that historians suggest that it was one of the things that triggered the growth of the Christian church across the Roman Empire. It wasn't that complicated. It wasn't that complicated. They did what Jesus did. They reached out to those that needed help. They welcomed people in. They looked after the sick. They fed the hungry. They gave their time and their money to love and care for those who needed it most. And as the Christians in the early church noticed those in poverty, the world noticed them. They saw something different in them and that pointed to Jesus. You know, in that dark and difficult time, in that stage for the early church, it was the followers of Jesus who rose up and became hope and light in that darkness. It was his people that saw the extent of the need. And rather than be overwhelmed by it, which in truth we can be at times, they stepped towards it with practical help, with the love of Jesus hand in hand. The early church did something about it. And you know what? There were probably, although they would have looked and dressed a bit different, people like you and people like me. And so here we are today, August 2021, well over a year into grappling with this COVID pandemic. And it's a strange time as things open up again and yet it hasn't fully gone away. We just have to look at the news daily to see that. The other side of it is that the economic impact of COVID will be here to stay for a long time. Uh, sorry to bring you bad news if you didn't know that, but we're going to have to pay this money back somehow. But not only that, 
people are still afraid. People are still lonely. People are still isolated. We see this through our work and the 300 churches that we have the privilege of serving and partnering with. People are struggling to meet basic needs. People have lost their jobs, but even more are predicted to do so when furlough ends in October. People have lost loved ones. They're grieving. That's people in our community. That's people that you will know, people on our streets, people left without hope. Christians Against Poverty, we've been providing in-depth, unique debt help service now for 25 years this year. We know the level of hopelessness, the debt, the poverty causes and how it wreaks havoc on people's lives. Our central debt advice teams, they work hand in hand with our church partners UK wide and together we can, uh, through back office support and on the ground frontline support, give people a life transforming service, give debt solutions uh, and offer friendship and support, join alongside people. And all of that's done through the local church. In an average year, we'll see over 2,000 households go debt free uh, and make a fresh start in life. We see thousands more uh, get initial support and budget help and, uh, uh, and take away the burden of insurmountable debt at that first stage, connecting them with local churches. Hundreds choose to explore the meaning of Jesus' love for him and follow him, something we are passionate about, sharing Jesus. Since last March, we've heard so many difficult stories from our church teams across the UK. Um, right here in Northern Ireland, many of our teams and churches that are running and working on the ground and have been working throughout this pandemic. One element of recent research that we carried out with our clients found that the pandemic has been harder for those already living in poverty. If you came into this pandemic and you had a low income and poverty, you're going to find it harder. It's caused a, a widening gap between those who have and those who don't, the rich and the poor. And you might not like me calling it that, but that's the reality. Let me just share some of the impact from some of our research and some other uh, research that's been happening across the UK. One in five of our clients told us that they had no internet access at home through the various lockdowns. Can you imagine that? This wouldn't be possible being able to stay connected with loved ones or access services because you didn't have internet access at home. Try homeschooling with no internet access or device at home, game over, game over. Seven in 10 of our clients already felt lonely or socially isolated before lockdown began. Debt, poverty causes isolation and the pandemic furthered that. Alongside this, Many of the families that we work with uh, and those living in low income with insecure employment have been hit the hardest. And again, we're just starting to see more and more of this being evidenced through research from lots of other amazing charities and even government research. Employees in lower income households in the UK are more likely to be on furlough or have lost work compared to those living in higher income households. So if you have less money, you had a low-paid, insecure, zero-hours job, you're more likely to be on furlough and be getting uh, not your full wage. Around 28% of the poorest fifth employees were placed on furlough. 
It's 28%. And then to make matters worse, here we are uh, in August 2021 and inflation is on the rise. Uh, what does that mean? Well, that means the prices are rising. The cost of living is increasing. We've just this week seen about that around food and fuel prices and energy prices, especially as suppliers put up their prices. Housing, the cost of rent, uh, mortgage, all of these things are rising. But what do you do if your income has dropped? What do you do if you live on a low income or you have, uh, you're living right up to your margins already because there's no more money? How do you afford those increases? You don't. The stark reality is that those in secure employment um, and I can count myself in that in many ways, higher earners, middle class earners, whatever we want to call that, most people in that bracket have done better because of this pandemic. You see, not being able to spend money on leisure, may that be holidays or luxuries or last year through the lockdowns, coffees and um, even childcare, all of these things meant that more money was saved. And that meant that UK savings actually hit an all-time high last uh, September. So we've got this divided society. The challenge that this brings for us as Christians in the local church is that there's a growing gap between the rich and the poor, and that gap is widening, both in terms of income and wealth inequality. You see, this is something that we should be concerned about as followers of Jesus. We should be concerned about this as followers of Jesus, but more than just being concerned and allowing it to, to impact us and maybe even feel challenged by it, I believe we need to be moved into action. Just as the Christian communities had a choice to make in the early church, they asked themselves, what did it mean to be hope? Uh, what did it mean to be hope in that moment? What could they do? We should ask ourselves those same questions today. What if? What if in the, the months and the years to come, the local church was known across the UK as the place where people can find help and love, support, a community that welcomes them in, is generous, is non-judgmental, is kind, known as the place where people can see the dawn of hope and light come flooding back into their lives again. What if, just like the early church, the world couldn't help but notice the love of Jesus because of our compassion for people in need, that people would be pointed to Jesus? See, that's the vision that's at the heart of Christians Against Poverty, a vision that says hope is practical help and the love of Jesus hand in hand. The vision that says that the local church is the hope that society needs. Do you know, we will do nothing at CAP without the local church. We are here to serve you. A vision that says hope to a world in darkness is you. You are that hope. You can be that hope and you have the opportunity now in the days and the weeks and the months ahead to bring hope into somebody's life. So what could that hope look like? Well, let me share some suggestions with you. And you know, if you're sitting at home, you have a pen or you've got your phone out, um, make some of these, write some of these down, actually. I really encourage you to take some of these away for you personally, but also some thoughts and some ideas of how your churches can respond. 
firstly on a personal level, give yourself your time if you have it or make it if you don't have it, uh, your money, your prayer to those in need around you. Uh, and we can all do that in different ways. If you know someone who is struggling on your street, make them a meal. <laughs> Just leave it off with them, bless them, buy them some shopping, drop a gift through their door, even money with a blank envelope and don't say who it's from, offer to be a friendly ear at the school gates when schools start again in September. Volunteer with already established community groups, social action projects in your church and community. Go and look to see what's already happening. See how you might be able to volunteer and give of your time. If your church or, uh, or, or the churches that you're linked to run a food bank, and many of these uh, um, are, are running across the UK, across Northern Ireland, then give food to the food trolley and give it in and give to those food banks, the collection points and supermarkets as well. And um, majority of those are often run by churches in partnership with church. Give to those food banks. That makes such a difference if people are living in insecure, low-paid jobs and you don't know where the next meal is coming from. That's just some ways that, that, that you practically can help and respond in the weeks and months ahead. What about our churches? For those of you in church leadership or thinking, hey, but what about my church? How can we respond? What about the churches in my community? What can we do about this, both in the short and the long term? Well, firstly, go and seek out partnership. Partnership with local community groups. Um, partnership with those already on the ground in your community. Ask them what the biggest needs are. Do a bit of research. Actually go and canvas your community and find out what your community needs from you as the local church. Start by asking, how can we serve you? Work with local councils. Uh, they're not all scary, I promise. Go and speak to your local councillors and uh, council officers. Most councils across Northern Ireland have anti-poverty workers working. Um, and you know what? They would love to connect with your church. Right now, what I'm hearing and seeing through uh, an emergency support phone line that we have running through Christians Against Poverty and our clients that we're working with is that many families are, are struggling to afford school uniforms. They're struggling to afford the cost of getting back to school, which again is one of those things that rises year on year. Could you or your church still in the weeks left to go over August organize a uniform swap? Collect in secondhand uniforms for local primary and secondary schools near you and organize to have them cleaned, first of all, presented, and allow people to come in and choose uniforms that actually might bless a local family. Could you support your local schools? What would it look like for you as a church or group of churches in your community to draw alongside local schools, praying for them? Holiday hunger is something that we've heard a lot about in this last year, and it's a reality for many families who rely on free school meals throughout the year. There's organisations like Christians Against Poverty that you as a church can partner with. And what we can do, and other organisations that I'll unpack, uh, is that we can offer the expertise and advice and, and from a knowledge base that we have built up over many years. CAP are experts in debt advice. We run job clubs to help people back into employment. We run life skills courses, CAP money. We launched a product called Kickstart last year that just is there to serve you as the church and help kickstart people on the back end of this pandemic. All of these are tools to serve the church. Have a look on our website. Trussell Trust 
Uh, you've probably heard of them. Great organisation that run a network of food banks across the UK. Again, many, many of those, the majority with local churches. Connect with them, find out how you can get involved. Is there a food bank in your area? Can you connect them with that and be a collection point as a local church? How might you serve that work? Another great organisation, TLG. Um, they uh, are, are English-based charity, but are also working here in Northern Ireland. They uh, work with children who are at risk of educational poverty and expulsion, working to set up special units and homework clubs and help to support education in local communities. I know there's some work happening on the Shankill Road in Belfast, for example. Uh, and they're a great charity that, again, can provide the educational expertise to use a local church and partner with you. Just some examples. Another final uh, organization that I would highlight is Cinema Network. What they do is, is they look at projects and, uh, and resources that you as the church can replicate easily, Cinnamon Network, uh, and, and they will help you look at projects that your community might be able to respond to based on those needs. My final um, plea, I guess, or point is that as churches, uh, what I love seeing and what gives me great joy is churches working together. Um, I see this all the time. Um, across our work here in Northern Ireland, but across the UK. Churches coming together saying, how can we work together to tackle poverty in our communities? What might we do together? And, and if you're not already doing that, I'd encourage you to have that conversation as local churches in your community, in your town, wherever you're based, in your city. Um, have that conversation. Say, what might we do as local churches? How might we work together? So there's some challenges for us. We can hear what we've heard today. We can do nothing. We can let it just sit with us and, and cause us restlessness and move on. We can respond personally, as I've shared about. We can respond as a local church. But my call to you is do something. Do something. Let's show the love of Jesus, both in practical terms, but also through sharing Jesus. Thank you. It's been wonderful just to have this opportunity to join New Horizon. Hope you have a great rest of the week. I'm going to pray as we finish this seminar. Father God, we, we thank you that uh, through the life of Jesus and through the, the witness of the early church, we can look and point and, and be reminded and see how we should respond. And um, yeah, through how Jesus spent his time at the margins of society, how he cared for the least and the lost and the last, we see examples of what we could do. So Father, stir us into action let us see where we can individually be um, uh, the change and the light and the hope in the darkness that, that, that is around us in the communities that we live and work in. Let the church be that light into these situations. And Father, may people be pointed towards Jesus. May many more come to know him as we serve and bless and be that compassion in local communities. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this talk. If you would like to know more about New Horizon, please visit our website at newhorizon.org.uk.